How y'all doing? Welcome back to the Cold Seat Podcast. Mock Draft Monday 4.0 here. Got a good one on our hands today for the first time. We will not be doing the first round. We're going to be doing the second round of the 2023 NFL Draft. It will take place on April 28th. It will be rounds two and three. We did, uh, this is an extension to our first round that we did last week in Mock Draft 3.0. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and listen to that first. It'll probably put a little bit, a little bit more clarity onto you know, why we're taking who in this mock. But with that, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers have the first pick in the second round due to trading away Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears. So I know... We're sticking with, you know, the picks we did last week. Brady's going to have evens. I'm going to have odds. And we're just going to run through it until the 63rd pick with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, yeah, we'll get it going. Yeah, I've got uh, – I've actually got three straight here since, if you guys remember, we traded uh, – the Ravens traded back at 22 with the Houston Texans. Um, so, since Brett controls the Eve, the odd picks, um, 33 moves up to 22. He still picks for that team. And I can still control the odd – the even pick team that moves back to the odd selection. So, I do have the Ravens here at 33. Also wanted to keep it spicy this week. Uh, me picking for Brett's team, him picking for he picking for my team. So, but with that said, Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock in the first round with their first pick at pick number seventeen. They took Anton Harrison. Um, kind of the next glaring need for them is corner, and um, I've been been of the belief all offseason that they can, um, you know, take a, you know, they can take a, a tackle in round one with a deep corner class. Where I'm sitting here looking at the corner, but Emmanuel Forbes, Cam Smith. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson's been a big pre-draft riser. Um, Keely Ringo, uh, DJ Turner, a lot of big names here. A guy that Brett and I both like, Clark Phillips, who don't know if he's going to fit the Steelers' role. Uh, but a lot of good corners here available for them, especially picking at 32. So um, I'm going to go with the corner here, and I'm going to go with Cam Smith. Um, I believe he's ranked fifth on my big board right now in the corners. He's uh, just outside your top five, I believe at number six or something like that around there for you. I think Cam's a really good player. I think he's a first-round type of player. Probably not a first-round graded guy, but again, that's grades versus where they're going to be selected is different. Um, yeah, Cam kind of falls due to the run on receivers um, and skill guys late in that draft. So um, kind of corners got pushed on the board. So Cam Smith goes here at 32 um, to the Steelers. I know I've been harping on Keely Ringo to them for a while, but if Cam Smith is there, I think he's a better player from day one. Um, so they go Cam Smith at 32 here if he's there. Yeah, I like it. Um, Cam's definitely a guy that could go in the first. You know, on Thursday night, I don't know if he will, just because I don't really know when my corners will be taken, much less, you know, any other position, but more so corners. Um, you know, with how good the class is, a lot of teams might value depth. Some teams might t- value, you know, the high caliber, top of the class guys. We just don't know who's going to value what. So I like that pick a lot for them. They lost uh, Cam Sutton to the Lions. So definitely a position of need there for them, um, you know, to kind of run that corner room you know might be a leader there year one um obviously being on the same field same back a defensive backfield as Minka Fitzpatrick will help in his development as well no doubt um so the Ravens are up here at 33 I still control most and they were an even team that traded back um from 22 we've got a couple guys here I'm gonna run I'm gonna run three things by you one being corner and we can talk if that's the route we want to go. We can talk about the, the players specifically, uh, which there's a couple there that I would take. But we'll go corner, Miles Murphy, or Hendon Hooker. We've talked a lot about Hendon Hooker, us kind of one on one texting, whatever. Um, obviously, I'm not talking about receiver. Um, 
we talked today, obviously the, the Baltimore Ravens to Brett and most of Ravens fans dismay signed Odell Beckham Jr. to a, a $15 million guaranteed contract worth up to $18 million for a year. Um, you know, they get some much needed help in the receiver room, uh, probably at a little bit high of a price in my opinion. I think in, in most opinions as well, but nonetheless, it's help. Um, and you had said you think they're going to wait till the third round to take a receiver. I think that would work for them while they could get like a guy like Josh Downs here. I think they need a bigger body and, um, you know, a 24 year old Cedric Tillman. I don't know if I'm picking at 33. So you kind of wait a little bit. Maybe you get an AT Perry, maybe get an Xavier Hutchinson, a bigger guy, not as fast, not as long, um, but still a really good, uh, you know, bigger bodied receiver. Um, so I didn't mention him there because, like you said, but I'll get to Hendon Hooker real fast. Um, you know, I think I think we're both under the impression that we have no idea what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, obviously. Um, and I think you share the sentiment with me. And I think I, the writing's been on the wall for a while now that, that Lamar does not want to be a Raven. Um, and if that's the case, I think he's going to get moved. You think he's going to get moved on draft night? Um, obviously, we didn't make that kind of trade. But um, even if they did, they could still make a trade down from 22 and be sitting here to pick Hennon Hooker. So I kind of want your thoughts on that. And then, um, you know, Miles Murphy, um, you know, a talent that's fallen a little too far, I think. Um, you know, maybe stop the fall here. But with Hooker, um, a guy that, you know, is not going to play next year, uh, could be having an injury maybe late in the season, but a guy who you're still going to get four years of contract, contract control from who maybe he is only a one contract player and that's fine. It gives him four years to figure out the plan of the future. So I'll get off, I'll, I'll get off my, my, my rant uh, if I, if you will. And I'll let you kind of give your thoughts on the three options I just laid out for you. Yeah. Well, first the Odell contract, um, essentially it's a one year, $15 million deal. I don't know if he'll reach the incentives and while well, it is steep of a price and I'd, kind of wanted to pay in the 11 million dollar range i get why i mean the ravens owner was talking to odell himself and you you hardly see that it's normally gm head coach um you know assistant stuff like that you don't normally see that obviously you know the ravens owner is the one giving odell the money and kind of you know i think he was the one to tell him directly hey we'll up the price um you know if you don't go to new york because i the ravens probably had the feeling where if he visited the Jets tonight, like he was slated to, um, that he probably would have, probably would have signed a deal. Um, you never know, but probably would have ended up that way. Um, but I like adding Odell to the offense. Now, the offense is something no one has seen before at the pro level because Todd Munkin is kind of revolutionizing his offense from what he had at Georgia that was fairly successful with a you know, not a great quarterback. So I think this increases the chance that Lamar stays. I don't know if just based off, you know, Lamar FaceTime with Odell after the contract and all that stuff. I mean, I mean, posting the picture of his kid, of his kid, of his son wearing the jersey, right? So it fueled the fire, but I thought I'd add that in there too. Right. Yeah, I do think it's reasonable to think Lamar's going to come back. I also think it's reasonable to see Lamar go. I just don't know. At least for this season, with Odell's contract being one season, with Lamar's tag being one season, I think that increases the chance that Lamar's here this season, but I don't think it changes the chances of this of after the 2023 season. So with Odell added to the wide receiver room, it's tough for me because I always had a tough time paying receivers because I'm so used to run-heavy offenses. But now with a different offense, it's going to be more balanced. I have to like it a little bit more because, one, I haven't seen how it works. And two, I just have to give it time before I can judge an offense. So I like the addition. I don't like the price. Um, 
at the end of the day, it is what it is. I mean, I have no say over it. But I don't think they go receiver with the first pick. I think it's probably on this board, I would say, Keely Ringo or Miles Murphy. I don't know if they would take a hooker, just being that it seems like, you know, I, I think it would be a draft day trade for Lamar. If not, he's going to be with the Ravens this season. I think Odell definitely helps that chances, like I said. And I could also see it being, you know, the Ravens don't really like the receivers because you can never really take anything they say in their draft presser with kind of any serious thought. It's just kind of them putting stuff out there, answering questions. So based off what I've heard, I think it would be Murphy or Keely Ringo. Um, I like that. Yeah, I think you make a good point with with if, especially if Lamar, if Lamar's gonna be back. If he's back, but if he's playing for the Ravens this year on that tag, you figure they get a deal done, right? Maybe they want to see him play on the tag and get a full season healthy. And if they do, they have no problem paying him. Um, I know that I know that's been a big hang. It's, well, I don't know. I, I know it seems like it's been a big hang up. Is is the Ravens' apprehensiveness to pay him all that money when hadn't been able to be healthy on a consistent basis? So um, I like the thought process there. I'm gonna go with Keeley Ringo. Because I think that the corner need is so, so, so pressing. And I think the talent is definitely there for Keeley. I don't think they'd like Forbes' paper-thin frame. And he's a great plays ball productive player, but he's so thin. Um, I think the familiarity with Munkin coaching and the same staff that Ringo you know, played for, obviously not his coach. But um, other thing with the edge, you know, that you drafted Ojabo, really got nothing from him last year because he's rehabbing most of the season. So... I think they're looking big for Ojaba to come up, looking big for looking for a big year from Owe as well. So um, kind of being paired with another very super athletic rusher uh, in Ojabo. So I think they wait on rusher, maybe get one in the fourth. I like the options that are that'll be there for him potentially. Um, so I think I think we'll go uh, and in a, another. It's a deep edge class. So I think there's good depth there. So we'll go corner, go Keeley, Ringo here. Um, like the familiarity, like the. Um, just the overall fit, so I'll go Keeley. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you give your thoughts on that, and then um, I'll I'll get my other pick here with the, with the Cardinals. Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, Keeley is a guy that probably will start opposite Marlon Humphrey, barring something you know shocking. He's big. I think he's like six two or six one. Um, super fast. He didn't have a ton of development in his career at Georgia, um, which is unfortunate, but. He has all the skills and all the tools that translate to the next level. And I think with Marlon and, you know, two good safeties and Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams, I think that'll be really beneficial to him. And I think it'll be, it'll be a value pick. I think, you know, Keeley at 33 is honestly probably where he would end up around there. And I just think at the end of the day, it'll pay off for all parties. And I think his time to develop to where he may not be his best year one, like people hope he would be, and it could be more beneficial in the Ravens system. I know. I, I think you're right. I think, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where Keely would fall on my board. I, I've been kind of tinkering with adding, you know, like, you know, up to, to 45 or to 50 on my board with all the players we've, we've watched and ranked, but, um, I don't know where he'd fall. It'd be tough. Obviously the intangibles, um, you know, the, the height, weight, speed, um, is really your, the intangibles are a little bit lacking, but, um, it's a great second year to go play for. It's really, really well coached group. Um, so I think he'd be a really good fit there. Um, got the Cardinals here at 34 in the first round. They traded back. Uh, they swapped picks with Indianapolis. 
allowing Indy to go up to get to go up to three and pick Anthony Richardson. Um, they traded, uh, so they gained pick 79 and a, and a third round pick next year. So uh, not affected here. They did pick Will Anderson in the first round, and frankly, they are not in a position to just kind of pick and choose players. I think they're picking um, kind of BPA type mindset. Um, man, and I want to float something to you. Is this a potential Hendon Hooker destination? I just want to. I don't think it is. I just. I look at this team and go, they're they're a sneaky team that could trade Kyler next year. The contract gets ugly. It's not the regime that drafted him. And I could see if he come that kind of comes in. I, I don't think they're going. I think they're committed. I just thought I might float it and see what you think. I don't think it would. I don't think it would happen. I think I know the direction I'll go with this pick, but I did want to kind of kind of float that to you and see what you thought. Yeah, I don't think they would. I wouldn't necessarily be shocked, but I just don't think that would be a realistic avenue for them to go down just because of Which is fair. all the needs that they currently have. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, and it's tough. Their corner room's bad. Um, I don't love any of the corners here, frankly. And I think that the fact that they're picking, they have two-thirds now, um, Really three thirds actually. I'm gonna go with Brian Brzee. I'm gonna I think getting him on our defensive line with Will Anderson. Um, they they need they need help along the entire D line. The, I mean the whole defense honestly needs help. Outside I mean what other set pieces do they have outside of Buda Baker? I mean Isaiah Simmons isn't even guaranteed to be on that team next year. They might not even pick up his fifth year option. So not a lot of set pieces on that defense. Um, so I'll go Brian Brzee. Try and get them both out of him. I think I think. Uh, Jonathan Gannon will like him. Um, I think he'll see a rare profile of an athlete and really feel like he's got two, uh, I don't want to say cornerstones, and I don't know if Breeze is a cornerstone, but two young, very high-ceiling players to work with on that front seven um, in Miles Murphy and Brian Brzee. So I'll, I'll go Brzee and, and probably pick a corner. I would, I'd be picking a corner, probably two defensive backs, and maybe a safety in a corner, a versatile safety and a corner. Um at 60, I believe 66 and 79. So um, probably be going that route for him. But Brian Brzee here uh, in short is what I'm going with. Yeah, I like that. I think it's realistic, and I think it's, it would be probably the right move for Arizona. I don't see how they really go in any other direction here, being that they went well in the first round. Takes kind of that edge rusher off the board. Um, you know, so Brzee makes sense. Um my first pick of the mock here be the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, we had them taking, obviously trading up one spot to take Anthony Richardson in the first round at third overall pick. They do still have some other needs on offense. Um, you look at the right side of their offensive line. It's pretty bare right now. Uh, you look at, they have corner need. Obviously, you know, they had Gilmore. But outside of that, they don't really have much in the way of kind of a good defensive back room. Um, you know, they had Rocky Sin, um, who's still free agent, but I think they could bring him back, re-sign him. Um, but I don't know if, obviously, I don't think that'll happen before the draft. Kind of want to see what they can get in the draft. Now, I don't think they necessarily go corner here. But if you look at the offensive linemen remaining, let's see. I know Torrance is on the board. Right. It's not a great. I, think, t- I mean, it depends on how you feel about like Matthew Bergeron, the, those kind of tag, those next tier of tackles. But um, 
really good IOLs left, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think Torrance is a very realistic pick here. Um, Kind of a guy that can be versatile. And I think with this pick, he'd be playing right guard. So I'm going to go Torrance because I I love that they need O-line pretty bad. And this will be a good spot for him. Obviously, you know, probably a little later than most people think he'll go. I think Indy will recognize that and jump at the opportunity to take him. Yeah, I love it. Um, and in this class, I think we're probably only going to see one. I mean, maybe two interior offensive linemen on night one. Uh, we had Schmitz as the only one in our in our first round, which again a little surprising. But the Giants want a center, it sounds like. So uh, Osiris kind of falls a little bit. I don't think, you know, as much as Pittsburgh would like to double dip, they did sign a guard. Um, yeah, I don't think the Ravens are taking a guard there. And the, the the Cardinals have just bigger needs to take care of, um, kind of with premier premier you know positions. So I like I love Torrance to Indy. It kind of gives them a really really solid uh, you know middle three of of QJ Quentin Johnston Quentin Johnson Quentin Nelson. I'm thinking draft right now. Quentin Johnson Quentin Nelson Big Q, um, Ryan Kelly who's still there I believe, and then Osiris Torrance. Talk about a talk about a mean nasty front three dude. Um, I'm up here with the Rams. The other, the uh, the second Los Angeles County. I'm just kidding. They're they won a Super Bowl. I have never been talk any sort of mess. Um, and my dad's a Rams fan, so I don't even dislike the Rams at all. Um, Sean McVay's squad up here on the clock at 36. Um, they could go in quite literally any direction. And um, this is gonna surprise some people. I'm taking Hendon Hooker here, and it's I didn't have to think that long about it honestly. Like yeah, Miles Murphy's really good. Yeah, Will McDonald's here. There's a, ro- a lot of great edge players. Josh Downs would be great. Um, but I, Matthew Stafford, brother, you, you, we're, we're getting into the Drew Brees territory with his arm, potentially. Just just the, the the non the lack of health. The you know the level of play was not great when he even when he did play last year. He's been been turning the ball over. Getting Hendon Hooker, I and I believe Stafford's only got a year or two left on that deal. Correct. Yeah, I believe two years left. So I, I could see him retiring. could also see him playing out that contract, but the Rams could also move him next year. Didn't have a great year. Doesn't really bounce back health-wise. The arm continues to deteriorate. I mean, shoot, you get Henry Hooker. Talk about what I think Henry Hooker could be at his best. is like a Pro Bowl Geno or a Pro Bowl Jared Goff. Put him in an offense with Sean McVay, allows him to rebuild another offseason, get to get the O line right, kind of let Hennon take the reins next year behind a team that could be really solid. I don't know if they're going to be bad enough to pick Caleb Williams. I don't think Sean McVay wants to lose enough games to pick Caleb Williams or Drake May. Like, there's like teams are going to, like I said, actively tank to pick both of those guys. And I don't think the Rams can stomach that. I don't think Les Snead can do it. I don't think Sean McVay can do it. I don't think Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald are going to be a part of a, a team that does that either. They're too they're too focused on winning, and they have too too much comp- competitors in that building, whether it be coaching staff, front office, or players, to tank and lose a lot of games. They're going to be competitive. They have a, a phenomenal staff, and then Hendon Hooker allows them to get the quarterback of the future, make this rebuild short, um, and really pivot to kind of turn steer the ship in the right direction fairly quickly. So I love this. He gets to go at an offense where, again, it's made easy for him, just like it was with Josh Heupel. Um, and I think Sean McVay would love, love to work with a guy like Hendon Hooker. Awesome leader. Awesome between the ears. He's a really good, di- you know, get really good at diagnosing. Um, 
you know, needs some work in the pocket when, when kind of, you know, uh, kind of gets messy and there's pressure. But again, he's got a whole year to do that. He's got a whole year to rehab and do that. So I, I, I love this. It's made so much sense to me when I saw him on the board for the Rams. Um, and I would be, this would be an incredible, this would be the Rams front office doing the, the right thing, which happens all the time. So a good front office like them doesn't let this opportunity slip past him. Right. I agree. Um, a little surprising, um, but I do see why, and I see why they make the move. Honestly, the kind of last quarterback in this class that has a realistically good ceiling. And they're getting them. And and they're getting them ahead of 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 Vegas, New Orleans, Tennessee is coming up. They got them. They got right. to make the pick now, right? So you might as well do it. Yeah, I like it. Um, pick thirty-seven here. Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. With the pick acquired from Denver Broncos in the Russell Wilson trade. Trying to figure out where I want to go here. They took Tyree and Zay Flowers in the first round. Still have offensive line need. Could also use another corner, but they're a fun they're a fun team to mock for, huh? Yeah. Five, twenty, and thirty seven. Then they have another set. They're a fun team to mock for. What's that? Four top 55 picks. So fun. I'd love it. Mm-hmm. Trying to think if I want to go corner here or kind of wait for him until 52. Um, you know, corners, obviously, Forbes is there. But he is similar to Tariq Woolen. Um, I don't know if they go corner here, but I'm just not quite sure where they would go instead i mean you could go maybe somewhere like mazay smith yeah i was gonna say they they like him they they like the freak athletes so like i think dj turner julius brents which uh, we both do not like him his tape is ugly um but like like uh dj turner would be real i think would fit here i think you're right mazay smith would be an awesome fit i don't think they double dip edge not considering that tyree and 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 Miles are so similar with like the, the role they're gonna play at Big Edge. Um, so I like your thought of Mozzie Smith, and he's a freak athlete, and then it fit, it fills a need for him. I just they, they they paid a bunch of guys, right? Um, they paid right. a bunch of D linemen, but but I you're right, they they make off the wall picks sometimes. Um, so I like that thought actually. Yeah, of Mozzie Smith might might play a. Good bit. Three technique, probably, for him. I think that'd be good. I think they were looking to bolster that D-line, and with that pick, they'd definitely be doing that here. Um, And probably be be it for the duration of the draft for them, bolstering the, you know, D-line. So I'm going to go with Mozzie Smith at 37. I like that, man. He's... He, his his build and his size is of a true nose tackle, but he's such an athlete that he could play the three tech as a big, like, like gap plugging three tech because he's so he's so athletic. Like you don't just don't see guys. It's like kind of like the Brian Bazzi thing. You just don't see guys like that move the way he does. Um, so yeah, I like that pick there. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's a Seattle. It's a very Seattle pick. Um, I got the Raiders here at 38. Um, they went with Devon Witherspoon, corner out of Illinois in the first round. This one's easy. I'm going to go Miles Murphy. They they need so badly need an edge player. I, I thought I I thought for a minute while you were picking for the Seahawks, I thought maybe I'd go with like Luke Whipler or Tipman or 
I, I like Matthew Bergeron, not enough to go, hey, go play left tackle or right tackle tomorrow. Don't love it enough. Uh, and I think that they feel comfortable enough with the O-line to kind of rock with it. They made a couple moves. I'm, I'll, I'll go Miles Murphy here, get him some edge help. Um, frankly, a guy that if Tyree Wilson's off the board, wouldn't shock me if they – like it would be on brand for them to reach for Miles Murphy at seven. Per- apparently, like I found out the NFL is – Super high on Miles Murphy, so don't be shocked if he like we have him going 38. I don't think he's going 38 on on draft night. Had I known that last week, I maybe would have tried to find a spot for him. Evidently, they like him as edge three. I think that's crazy, but um, don't be shocked if the Raiders did this at seven, but they didn't here. But they did get him at 38, so they fill an edge need. They need some help there. Um, can he can play some situational pass rush for you? Gets to learn from from Chandler Jones, who maybe not as effective now, but still. Uh, you know, um, a master at his craft. And then obviously Max Crosby, who's an absolute freak, dude. He's he's ridiculous. So I like Murphy getting into that room. I think it'd be good for his development. Um, still, you know, young kid, 21 years old, 22 years old. So um, landing in a good place for him, I think. For sure, yeah. I think he'll go in the first round, but have him here at 38 to the Raiders. Um, probably would have been my pick at 39 to the Panthers. I do not take him. Yeah. Um, just thinking about what the Panthers need. I have right tackle, the end, and a running back. You look at those three. Not a whole lot on the board that really could make sense for him. Let's see. Gotta go receiver, right? They gotta go like downs or something. They just they have to get some weapons in there. I know they got feeling, but I mean, come on. The only one anymore. Ooh, I think I might go Jameer Gibbs. I do. I do like Jameer Gibbs here a lot. I I thought the same thing. Um, I like Gibbs. When's their next pick? I'm just curious. They, Not for a while. I think they they can take a viable receiver there and rock with it. Listen, they're in a division they could win this year even without another receiver. So I I, I and they still have Curtis Samuel too, right? Uh, no, he's on the. Oh commanders. no, no, that's right. He's in Washington. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I I do like Gibbs here though. That's a good pick. And he and he he can play some receiver for you. He can run some routes. Yeah, I mean I think with you lose DJ Moore, um, but you know you have Stroud, Thielen, DJ Chark, and Ooh, I did Gibbs. sign Chark. That's 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 a good call out. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Yeah, I think that'd be a really nice room for him. I mean, all first year guys in Carolina, but nonetheless, uh, a lot of talent between them all, and I think a well. Um, put together blend of, you know, rookie talent and vet kind of leadership that'll I think should pan out and work well for him. Dad, I, I think really good call out on them signing Chark. I totally forgot about that. So that's a good look with with Gibbs there. Um, got the Saints at forty. Um, this is not a what I would do mock. That's um, probably coming next week. Um, so. What do I think the Saints would do? I think the Saints would take Will McDonald here. Older edge defender. Check the two boxes, man. Move on. They need they, they probably need the edge help, although I do wonder if they would take a linebacker here. You think they would? I think it's a possibility, yeah. I mean, they have their choice, and it makes sense for them. Um, but McDonald is enticing for him, I think, just with the state of their D-line, uh, Davenport, Likely gone. Oh, he, he signed. He signed elsewhere. I forget where, but he did sign elsewhere this week. 
I forget okay. where he signed somewhere. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he's somewhere. That pick was terrible. Um, Peyton Turner didn't look great. Um, so maybe they don't go edge if they keep missing. I don't know. I, I mean, but but they keep doing it. They keep take they keep taking the swings. I mean, I, right. listen, I don't get it. Um, and I'm torn here. I I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna linebacker. Now the question for you. And I'm 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 gonna make this pick pretty quick. I just want to know do they do, do they take the freak athletes or do they take the do they take like the just like the player who's like best at the position? They take the freak athletes. I feel like most of the time, right? I feel like more so on defense they take the player, um, the more like on field production kind of guy. Whereas on defense they'll take the more flashy athlete upside on defense, kind of on defense or on offense. Okay. On defense, I think they'll take the more so proven player. I'll go Jack Campbell then. All right. I was gonna go. I don't think they'd take Drew Sanders. I this doesn't seem like a saint to me. Um, it was either Simpson or Campbell. I thought freak athlete or the. I mean, not that Jack. I mean, Jack Campbell's an elite athlete. The, the combine numbers were berserk, but he is the college productive. The tons of tackles, tons of good tape guy. At least about a projection there. So I like Campbell there. Um, I'll go linebacker. I don't know how much longer tomorrow Davis is going to play, especially at a high level. So it's a weird pick. I, I wouldn't pick him there. Like I wouldn't pick him for them for, like, if I was pick, this is what, what I would do mock. I probably would have gone with like BJ Ojolari or fucked on the board. Like I may have gone with like a Josh Downs or a, or it's like a, you know, I guess the pick tight end, but like maybe like a loop in an in interior lineman, but they don't, they, they never, they, they are always taking off the wall picks. And we went, we were way too, like logical and thought or like thought process driven with Darnell Washington at 29. So I got to go off the walls here and go with the linebacker. Yeah. I like that for sure. Um, I honestly think it's a pretty safe pick for him and I think it makes sense for them. 41 got the Titans here. We had them taking, I believe it was Skaronski in the first round at the 11th overall pick. So I want to go Jalari here. Um, Likely losing Bud Dupree. Um, I mean, pretty likely. I would say 100% had he signed elsewhere, but I guess there's that small chance that he returns. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Jolari, help build up that edge room, and on a team that a lot of rooms need to be built up. So it uh, makes sense for them, and I think building in the trenches will be a good start for a quarterback in the you know coming years. I like it. Um, I love Ojolari. He, you know, he reminds me of Bud Dupree. Just the physical profile. Um, obviously, got a lot to learn still. Um, but this guy throws a ridiculous ghost like rush move. The fact that he's even throwing it and landing it in college is. At, by, by the way, he's like 20 years old. He's super young. Um, so he's a freak, man. I I really like him a lot. Um, Sneaky pick for the Chargers as well. I would have I would have thought about so I love Ojolari there for the Titans. Got the Green Bay Packers here up at 42. Well, this is where we're doing a trade. We talked about this before. It was oh we're we're gonna make this move. This is the Aaron Rodgers trade. We we're gonna talk about compensation on the on on the on the pod. We we planned the pod off the pod today. Look at us. We're making we're making moves about you know our, our podcasting mock draft here. Usually it's all live on the mock or on the pod. Now we're, now we're doing it. We're, we're planning out. Um, 
So we are going to do this trade here. Um, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers in exchange for 42. Um, so pick number 42. And it's going to be a conditional pick next year. So it's a it's a base second round pick. But it can turn into a first rounder if Aaron – so like say if the Jets play or win two playoff games, it becomes a first. Or if Aaron Rodgers breaks a passing record, it becomes a first. So if he – or if he wins an MVP, it becomes a first. So if he wins an if he wins an award, if they win two playoff games, or you know he break, breaks some sort of record, it would then escalate that pick to a first. Um, that's how I think this is gonna go. We've been talking about this for way too long. I'm tired of it. Um, the Green Bay Packers need to just break the bread and make a pick. So um, they're picking here at 42. They also pick again at 45. I, I, we could have done this beforehand and have them trade up. I just don't think they would. I think they would just stick and pick. Um, now, that said, they took Dalton Kincaid at 15. Um, kind of looking at their roster, they could use a few different things. Um, not in a bad way, nor just like a they've got they, they've got kind of got a luxury to pick a couple different positions. So there's no horrible glaring need for them. Um and I'm looking at their roster right now, or trying to think about their roster. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. Is that it? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Randall Cobb is not going to go back. and the, Jet, the Jets are not taking a receiver, and the Atlanta Falcons are also not taking a receiver. So we're going to wait. I don't think a team's moving up to get the, the, the receiver that I think they could take. Like – you're picking from at 45. I don't think, and I don't want to pick the receiver for him that bad that I'm going to do it myself. I don't think Josh Downs fits because he's going to play the Amari Rogers or Romeo Dobbs role. I think they need a bigger body. Um, and they're like, I like that. I can see that. Like, honestly, they're a team that will take the flyer on Rashi Rice. And we can talk about him later if we get to him in this, in the second round. I don't, I wouldn't, but wouldn't shock me. Tedrick Tillman makes a lot of sense to me there. Um, and we'll see who's still on the board. But I think here at 42, I would rather pick the edge player that they probably need because I do think that the Jets or the Falcons could both, both if not one, if not both, take an edge. Ooh, man. Do they go with, uh, well, do they want a, you know the Packers pretty well. Do they want like a true edge or do they want an, a guy who can move a little bit? They probably want a little bit of versatility more so than a true edge because they do have Preston Smith on the other side. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think they realized this past season losing how much losing Zadarius Smith impacted them and how much having Zadarius Smith impacted them. So I think they definitely want to go edge that also has a little bit more versatility. So um, but like, but like out, but like outside versatility or inside, I'm talking inside versatility. I'm looking at a guy that I like a lot. That I think's a better three tech, but can play outside. Do you see? I'm looking at. I'm not gonna say his name. I know it. I do know how yeah. to say. It. I know how to say his name. Do you think it'd be him, or would it be the guy who robbed Tyree Wilson of the Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year award? Which one of those guys is it? I believe I think it would be, be the latter. I think, it'd be I think it'd be Felix too. I think they like the outside versatility better, right? And they just picked Devontae Wyatt. So, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go Felix Nandika Uzama, yeah. uh, edge player out of Kansas State. He's a really good player. I really like his game a lot. I'd love it if the Chargers could get him at 54. Obviously, it's not going to be there for him. But love his game. Um, I do want to say, 
old buddy's name because I know what I'm proud of myself knowing how to say it. So we'll get to him later. But um, Enrique Uzama, awesome player, um, really good tape, young player, freak athlete. Um, think he slots nicely as an edge player for them. Um, yeah, and they need an edge player. So I'm putting my faith in you to take a receiver at 45 for them, but we'll see if you if you opt to go that route. Yeah, it was definitely the plan. Um, you know, definitely with 42 or 45 to go that route. So I guess it'll be left up to me um, in terms of if I will or not. But the team at 43 overall is the team that had the 42nd overall pick in the New York Jets. They could use a lot, but I don't think they could use. I think they are a great spot for Drew Sanders. Oh, um, yes, dude. Oh, yes. I love this. I hate it because they're they, an SEC, but I love the, I right. love the fit. He could yes, Brett. do anything they want them because they obviously don't have a ton on the D-line, really front seven as a whole. You look at C.J. Mosley, and obviously he's in the waning years of his career. Um, I think he can mentor and kind of give Drew experience everywhere. As Drew's really good as a pass rusher, but could play off ball as well. But I think ultimately Drew is a guy that you – you got to put on the edge just because of the potential he has and that I just, he's there for him. It's a need and his production in college mixed with his athleticism will be enticing to the jets who look like a team that they're trying to win this year, barring a, you know, really weird outcome of the Aaron Rodgers situation. I love, love, love that fit, dude. He's awesome. Um, He's my linebacker one, like we talked about. Um, I don't know. I didn't have any big board moves to make this week. We can talk about him next week if he wants to, too. But um, Drew Sanders is my LB1 now. He Dude, he's awesome. Um, can do a lot of things. It's the upside potential. So I, I'd love to fit in Robert Saul's defense. I love the fit getting to work with him, getting to learn from the edge rushers that they've got. Obviously, they have a great defensive staff. So I, I love the pick for them. Love the pick for Drew, honestly, getting to go to a really good spot for him. Got the Atlanta Falcons here. At uh, 44, in the first round, they selected, if I can scroll to my page correctly, they selected Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. Wide receiver one, bona fide, by a large margin. Um, Picking here for him at 44, could go a lot of different directions. I've talked about edge format. They could use a corner. Um, Kind of looking at the board, they drafted Arnold Ibiketti out of Penn State. Um, Grady Jarrett is under contract, correct? I believe so. I'm pulling, I'm pulling up their depth chart right now on our lads. Um, I'm pretty sure he is. I'm looking at kind of their Calais. Oh, they did just sign Calais Campbell. That was a sneaky That's signing true. for them. David on Yamato. Yeah. Ooh, they signed him as well. He's solid. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, Troy, you know, they are, a, they, they don't really, really need I yeah, they need an edge player who might get they, they could use another edge player um <laughs> I don't think they're a team for our boy from Northwestern um let's check their corners real fast because I hate no no they still have Casey Hayward mm, but he's not gonna be playing football much longer is he yeah I'm I'm gonna go with a corner here they they need to get a guy um, yeah, I'm going to go as much, I want to go Tyreek Stevenson, 
but they don't really have the they're not really as worried about like so, like height weight speed as much are they actually no i'm going stevenson he started his career at georgia he played for the bulldogs at one point let me make sure Emmanuel forbes is not from the state of georgia it's on his pff profile that i have pulled up he's not i'm taking tyreek stevenson cornerback out of miami florida via the georgia bulldogs lock it in baby georgia bulldogs with the falcons had to get one in yeah i like that that's a good pick right there um and obviously they have AJ Terrell, but I think these guys will complement each other well. Tariq's a guy that can try to come in and earn a starting spot. If not, you know, get some experience, get some big time reps. Um, but nonetheless, a good move for them. I think one of the safer picks they could have made here at 44. But at 45, we have the Green Bay Packers with their own second round pick. A lot of different ways I could go here. And it's don't, a tough don't, pick. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I think... I think I'm... Don't do it. I know you want that you're going to. There's a couple that I am thinking about That's here. That's your eye on? Yeah. One... Because, all right, Christian Watson kind of has, you know, he's a little bit bigger. He can, you know, make plays. He has a good catch radius, stuff like that. He's a, I think, I think an X. He could be a Z or an X, depending right. on who the other guy is. Like, if they got, like, a Michael Wilson, he could, well, he's an X, I think. Like, if they got, who's on the board? If they, if they drafted a Rashi Rice, he could be a Z, and then Christian could be the X. If they drafted Tillman, just for example, or A.T. Perry, those guys, that guy could be the X, and Watson could be the Z. Yeah. And one guy I'm looking at isn't necessarily a projected, you know, high second round pick, but it's Kayshawn Boutte. I, I knew it. I knew it. They so would. I wouldn't touch I him with a 50 foot. They would. Let alone in the second round, but they so would. You're, you're so right. I knew it. And it would make sense. And from their it would. thought process, it honestly does help round out the receiver room. He's, you know, he'd be a Z in that offense. He would make Watson the X. And yep. I think they would rather go that route. I mean, Downs is there too, but Downs is even smaller. And I don't know if they'll want to go that small. You I think get, they'll want a guy like Boutte. Two slot only is if you get him and Dobbs in the right. same roster. Not to right. mention they like him. They like Amari Rogers. They he they like him a lot, and he's a slot receiver. Yeah, you can't. As much as I would love to put Downs in this team, you, you just can't. I agree. Um, and I think Boutte, honestly, what he could be is a lot similar to Randall Cobb, and I think that'll be enticing. You know, Jordan Love, obviously, in this mock, and what seems to be the case, uh, Jordan Love will be the quarterback. Other Green Bay Packers, and I think Christian Watson. Um, you know, the first round gave him Kincaid, and I think giving him another pass catcher in Boutte will be really nice for that offense. Um, I don't know if, obviously, it's not, you know, a, a valuable pick, but it'll be a good enough pick for them, and they'll be excited about it. As as a guy that the Packers are my, you know, NFC team, I've always liked the Packers. 
a lot. By far, my second favorite team in the league. They do make some questionable front office decisions, and I think this is this would definitely be one of them. This would raise a lot of eyebrows at the draft, and you know, for all the viewers watching on TV. But it's definitely a really realistic pick, and like I said, one that they can make, and I wouldn't be shocked about. Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head, man. It, it's not a pick I would make, but man, it's a Packers pick. Um, yeah, I'm up here with the with the New England Patriots at, at uh, what is this 46? In the first round, at pick number 14, they selected Brian Branch. Um, I'll say defensive back out of Alabama. He's listed as a safety. I think he is more of a corner, a nickel corner that can play some safety as well. Um, top 10 player for me, I believe he's number 10 or 11 on my board. So, um, awesome player total stud at 14 so kind of a kind of a chess piece doesn't really take anything off the board for them here other than maybe another slot corner but um mean a lot of things i i I go kind of go back to the the well if they want an edge player um and they have jude on and i want to i'm going to check their depth chart because i'm curious they could go receiver but they signed juju and they and they love taekwon thornton dude they love and they have Devontae parker I think they could go receiver in round two, although Cedric Tillman does intrigue me. Um, I don't think he's the style of receiver Mac Jones likes. Um, Christian Barmore was drafted not that long ago. They run that kind of 3-4 front. Brother, I'm doing it. Add it to Miwi Adebore. Come on down. You're, there we he's go. such a patriot, too. Add it to Miwi Adebore. Come on down, brother. He's awesome, dude. He is such a such a beefy dude, elite athlete out of Northwestern. Um, 6'2", 282, listed on, on, on PFF. I believe those are combine numbers uh, weight-wise. Dude, he is an absolute freak. He ran, what, like a 4? What do you want, like a 4.9 or like a 4.8 something? Or no, no, no yeah. he ran the 4.5s. Like a 4.5 yeah, something at I, 280 pounds. Yeah. I think it was freak. a good bit. Um faster than a lot of people expect yeah. he blew out of the water and i think that'd be a great pick for them his tape is solid guy like i said he, he can play three tech can play four can help four eye um can play the five I, I, he can kind of move across the front um i love it for him dude he's awesome for sure and i already know who i'm taking here at 47 washington commanders i do know that team pretty well i know you know i have a lot of family members who are commanders fans Growing up in Maryland, some of us are Ravens fans. The rest are Commanders fans. As their stadiums only like 34 minutes apart. And the guy I'm going with is Trenton Simpson. A linebacker out of Clemson. Made a lot of sense. They haven't drafted a linebacker early since Jamin Davis in the first round. You know, I think they're completely different linebackers. They both are athletic, but Jamin Davis is a good bit bigger. And... Simpson feels a need for them, and they love to draft front seven. So I'm going to go with um, Trent Simpson, the versatile, you know, kind of linebacker slash box safety out of Clemson. A big fella. He moves, too. He's a really good athlete. Um, I don't doubt he's got a super high ceiling at linebacker. I just question the instincts. Um, But if there's a team that would pick a linebacker way too early, it would be the commanders. For being honest, it would be the Washington Commanders. So I like I like Simpson there though. Yeah. Um, I got the Detroit Lions at 48. Let's get a refresh on them. Picked Christian Watson, uh, corner out of Oregon at six. 
Um, and then they traded back from 18 to 23 with the uh, flopped picks um, with the Minnesota Vikings with an in-division trade. They took Michael Mayer at 23 as well as picking up pick number 87. So not going to be in this mock, but just for reference, um, I do have now, what is that, two third-round picks? Two third-round picks, 81 and 87. They also have a pick again at 55 for the TJ Hawkinson trade with the Minnesota Vikings as well. So uh, they pick again in, what's that, set eight picks, seven picks? Um, yep. Obviously, go corner and tight end. They're, they're definitely going to go edge here. Um, I don't know which edge. It's kind of um, it's an interesting group at this point. I'm probably going to go... I'm going to go with Will McDonald because I think they want more of an, like a speed edge rusher. They've kind of got a big end already. In, um, they kind of have the big end. Actually, I might have just lied. Oh, Detroit what, do you got, what do you got cooking here? Who, wh- who do they have at receiver right now? Oh, I'm taking Josh Downs. Josh Downs, 100%. I, I, they like Josh Reynolds. Come on. It's Josh Reynolds. No, no disrespect to my boy, but they could use a slot. Amonra and Jameson kind of play outside. I also think they can play. Because they sign guys to play defense. And they've got another pick. Yeah, Downs won't. Downs won't be there at fifty. I really like Downs. Like if I, he won't be there because like somebody will take him. Shoot, the Bears will take him. At, nah, maybe they won't. But somebody will take. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm just. I'm gonna stop talking myself out. I'm gonna go Downs. Yeah, I like this fit here. They're they're a sneaky team to pick a receiver. Um, Downs is really really solid, dude. I just he's small, but they they don't need to worry about the size of that offense with with the elite routes and 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 just the ability to get open that Amonor possesses and the. The deep, the deep speed threat that that Jamison Williams possesses and poses. Um, I think Josh Downs actually fits in that group nicely. You can probably play him outside if you want to, and kind of work, kind of a crossing in route with him, with a, with kind of a, you know, a, a dig in and out with him, with him in a monitor. So maybe a big out and a kind of a shallow dig or a shallow route or a slant, something with the work play a game inside outside game with him in a monitor. Even JMO, like. I think he fits that group nicely, and he played enough outside in college to where I think he's viable enough to take reps there if they need him to. Um, and I, he's not Downs is a, he's a top he's a better than forty eighth player in the class. Put it that way, he's a really solid player. Right. Now I agree one hundred percent. You know, kind of keeping that light blue on, heading to up north to Detroit and rounding out that receiver room. Really, just solidifying a lot of guys' roles in that wide receiver room, and I think that'd be a great move. Um, for Detroit and, you know, for those guys. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers up here at 49, and they have a few different needs. Um, Brett's going to pick the 300th player on PFF's big board for the Steelers here at 50, at 49. Um, going to make a really great value pick, picking um, kicker out of UTEP, Gavin. I don't know how to say his last name, but there you go. I'll make the pick for you. Yeah, let's see. Um, wouldn't hate that for them, you know. Nice value pick. We're picking, picking Stetson Bennett here, okay? We're picking Stetson Bennett for the for the Steelers. All right, let's just yeah, mail it in. They need a quarterback. Um, but no, I will, we not allow, I will not allow you to slander Kenny Pickett on this podcast. We are a, a I'm a pro Kenny Pickett guy. I will not build the picket fence, baby. 
build the picket fence on that offensive line. That's that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Build the picket fence. They did take Anton Harrison in the first round. We haven't taken Cam Smith at 32. You look at what they still need. They need a edge defender, inside linebacker. They lost Devin Bush. And they need, I think that's pretty much it in terms of big needs. You look at, I think Will McDonald would be a really good pick here. Also, in terms of tackles, there really aren't great tackles on the board. Um, Steve Avila is on the board. They did go offensive tackle. I don't know if they double dip in the top 50. They could use a center, though. They could. They could use we'll a center. center for them. I can't. Here, let me look real fast for you. Well, you, you can get on the, keep looking on the board at players. I'll, I'll check their center for you. All right. I know they haven't really found anyone since they lost Pouncey. Um, I was say that's kind of what I was thinking. Is they don't think they found anybody. Check you could go. For him. I'm pretty sure Whipler would be a good option in terms of the top center yeah. left. Yeah, Cole Mason's their center. They signed Siamalu from Philly. Um, I'll say this: Matthew Bergeron. If they wanted to get a guard tackle, a, kind of a guy who could play both, maybe they start him at the right at right tackle. If he doesn't work out, they can kick him to right guard. Just, I'm just saying it's a, it's a it's a versatile thought if you wanted to double dip. I do think they would double dip on the offensive line, though. Um, they do have other needs, although I think that their defensive need is a little bit overplayed. I like their safety still. Um, Larry Joby got signed with them for at, uh, at, a, at Cincinnati. Um, they still have Cam Hayward. Yeah, they could use a linebacker, too, but I, I do think they would double dip on the offensive line. Like I said, yeah, build a picket I, fence, uh, baby. I'm going Luke Whipler. They're a, like a well-built a team, and they draft pretty well. So I'm going him, who will slide right in at center and really start to build up that offensive line the right way. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Whipler was um, my Iowa three in this class. He's an awesome center. He's, he moves. He moves phenomenally. Um, so I like that pick for them a lot. Kind of get their center of the future there after they've struggled to kind of find a guy after Mike. Uh, after or no, sorry, Marquise Pouncey left. Mike Pouncey was. Um, Elsewhere, Marquise Pouncey, right? Yeah, Marquise yes. Pouncey is with the Steelers, yep. right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah. Up here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at pick 50, even on the dot. At 19 of the first round, they selected Darnell Wright, tackle out of Tennessee. Um, kind of thinking that they moved or Tristan Wirfs to, to the left tackle there. Um, there's been talks about that, so we'll kind of see where that plays out. But, um, you, know, you know, the Bucks could do a lot of things here. Um you know, ultimately, they they probably need to get a defender here. Um, I'm going to go Will McDonald. He, he profiles as a guy they'd really like. Um, just long, athletic guy. Um, they still have Shaq Barrett. Joe Tryon Shainka has not been the player they thought they wanted him to be or thought he would be out of Washington uh, in 2021. So um, I'll go Will McDonald here, give him some edge depth. The guy can kind of play outside a little bit if they want to as well. Don't know if they're going to bring back Shaq Barrett long term. I, what his deal's up next year, I think, or the year after. So, don't know if he's there long term. Um, I know Will's not McDonald's not super young, but still a guy who's not 27. So, uh, plus we're kind of stopping the slide. Most people have him as a top 40 pick. So, go Will McDonald here and kind of stop the uh, stop the fall, if you will. Yeah, like it makes sense. A guy with a ton of upside and has tools to end up being a really good pro. Um, 
So I do really like that pick for the Bucks and kind of rounding out that room to a bring in some youth while also, you know, mentoring him and having some experience. The 51st overall pick belongs to the Miami Dolphins, their first pick of the draft after they had to forfeit their first round pick due to tampering with Tom Brady back a few years ago. I am going to go with Luke Musgrave for them. Pretty pretty easy pick for me. I believe they do need a tight end pretty bad because they lost Gesicki. And I really like Musgrave, I think. He'll fit right in. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be my pick for them. Pretty easy. Yeah, no, I, that makes a lot of sense. Um, they lose Gesicki. Uh, if Musgrave is there for him, that would be a steal, man. I mean, they'd be getting great value. Um, I'd be shocked if he was. But, no, again, this is kind of the world we're living in here. So, I've got the Seattle Seahawks up here um, at 52. Again, uh, an incredibly fun team to mock for this year. Um Went with, obviously, Tyree Wilson at five for them. And then at 20, they selected Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. And at 37, went Mozzie Smith, defensive lineman, uh, IDL, outside or out of Michigan at 37 years. So 52, they've kind of hit all the bases, kind of checked all the big the big need boxes. Um, I'm going to go with corner, and I am going to go Emmanuel Forbes. Actually, no, I'm going to go DJ Turner. They like the athletes a little bit better. I'm going to go DJ Turner here for them. The guy who's really, really risen up boards. Talked about him for them at 37, potentially. So I will, I, while I do think Forbes is the best player available still, I think they're going to like the speed of Turner, and I think they could see him playing inside if they wanted to as well. So I'll go DJ Turner, unless there's a guy like you think on the board that I'm probably missing for them, which I could be. Um, no, I, I really like DJ Turner for them. Um, cool. really good pick. Well, I'm going to go DJ Turner. I like spot. that. Yeah, I like that for them then. Cool. We'll go DJ Turner out of Michigan. Yep. I like that a lot. Um, at 53 here, we have the Chicago Bears and the pick they acquired from the Ravens and the trade for Roquan Smith. Bears have, you know, a good bit of needs. Teams have more, but Bears definitely a team with more needs than um, spots filled. They look back in the first round. They traded back, obviously, to the ninth overall pick with the Panthers. That was official. That was not a move we made. And they selected Paris Johnson Jr. to help kind of solidify that O-line that they didn't really address in free agency like much people thought they would. Now, looking at what they could do, they address tackle. They do have Chase Claypool and DJ Moore. They could use a running back. I don't know if you take one here. Kind of a weird spot where we separate between, you know, the top two and the rest of the class. I just don't think they take a running back in the spot. I think they probably wait till 61. Um, I think they can get one there. I don't know if one will be taken between now and then. Probably, but I mean... How much do you, I mean, how much more do they like Charbonnet than the next guy? Right. I mean, I don't, right. I don't know if it's going to be that much of a difference to pick them. They have a lot of other needs to take. Right. And running backs for a team that has that many holes to fill defensively, they, they, they probably can't afford to take a running back quite yet. Emmanuel Forbes is enticing. Yeah. Also, Keanu Benton is enticing. I love Keanu Benton. Dude. He's so awesome. He should he should be a top um, thirty five pick. 
But he's not going to be, I don't think. I'm between those two at the moment. They did. They, they they invested a lot of capital in defensive backfield last year in the draft. They used both their seconds on defend on on DBs. That's right. That's right. So I'll go Benton here. Like um, at 53 to the Bears. He's so good, dude. Johnny Benton's an absolute. Monster. Should help. Sure. I love this um, game. You know, short short travel for him too, being you know playing at Wisconsin, going just south to Chicago. Low Should, moving costs. Yeah, sure up that um, defensive line on the interior for the most part. Uh, a guy with does have some versatility, but also a lot of upside. All right, I'm up with the Chargers here. Do you want to pick for him? I'll let you have it. I got the first rounder. Mm-hmm. So here's my predicament. I, I'm I'm happy that you took Bijan at 21. I love it. I'd be so happy on draft night. You know I might. You might. I know. I, you know I might actually shed a tear. Um, be so happy. He's such a monster. This is the predicament that I get into when I do mock drafts with him, though. Going at 21 of the Chargers. The char- I think the Chargers have to take a pass catcher. More specifically, I think receivers a more pressing need, and an edge player in the first two or three rounds. Tight end is probably going to be off their board at this point. I know I, I love Sam Laporta. I may actually like him better than Luke Musgrave. That said, I think that it's easier to find tight. Like they could draft a, like Dennis Allen in round four and be fine. Um, and the issue at hand is they need to they, like edge and wide receiver. They have to figure out a plan of the future. And the uh, the depth of the edge room is so bad. Um, like I, I like my favorite pick right now for us at at 54 is to go edge. Um, and as much as I'd like to go Marvin Mims here, I do think even if they didn't take a receiver in round one, um, they they would probably still go edge here as long as it wasn't an edge in round one. Because um, I think they can take like a Mingo out of Ole Miss or, I mean maybe even an At Perry in round three if he's there like. There are receivers they could go get in round three. As much as I like Marvin Mims, and he's at like 114 on PFF board, which is an absolute crime. 109. Crime. He's a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other guys they can take there that can add the deep speed element that they're missing. Whereas, and they've got Josh Palmer at depth there. And, and man, if, if Joey Bosa or Khalil Mack goes down or misses a game, which is highly likely between the two of them. If the edge depth is awful, I know they could go sign a vet, and I think they could. That said, I'm going to take Tui, Tuli, Tui Pelotu outside of U, out of USC here. Um, again, keep him local. Um, they they always they always like the USC guys because they're local. They they obviously the most Addison I talked about as my ice bath on um, on Friday um, or I guess Saturday really with the issues with uh, getting it posted and stuff, but. Um, they, he's a guy who can move. He's multiple. You can kind of play him inside if you want to. But it, they they have to have to get some depth at the edge position. Chris Rump did not take the step they wanted him to this year, um, and you can't rely on getting a vet. You can never rely on getting a vet after the draft because you never know what the market's going to pan out like. There could be four other teams that didn't get the edge guy they wanted, and they're going to go pay him more money. It could be like the Jets who just missed out on Odell because because the Ravens are going to pay more money. So got to go edge here. Um, and I can take a receiver in round three for them if I, later on if I need to, well, or when they need to. I thought that was going to be the pick from the jump. Um, you yeah, know, it does make sense. Be a big time role in his second season and stay at home. I mean, 
pretty short drive for him, um, you know, to get to the facility, get to the have the you know press conference and all that. So should be easy for him, easy transition for a guy that's really really young. Should be beneficial. Um, I don't even think I don't think five. he can go by. I, I don't think he can drink beer yet. Well, legally. no, no, I think he's I think he's still, under twenty. He's under twenty, right? Yeah, he's, he's younger young. than I am. He's I think he doesn't Is turn really? twenty one till August. Oh my goodness, dang! I believe well, hey, so. good for him. Good for the Chargers. I love my pick even more. Yeah, I believe that is case. Oh, September PF, September third is his birthday. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. So he he should be a sophomore right now, but hey man, they 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 pushed him up. Screw it, man. I love it for sure. Um, I I really like that pick a lot. Next on the board though. At 55, we have the Detroit Lions, who have already had three picks. They selected Christian Gonzalez, Michael Mayer, and Josh Downs. Three really good selections. They got this pick from Minnesota in the TJ Hawkinson trade. Don't know what I want to do here in terms of what they could still do. Um, I have free safety and D tackle as their main needs. You look at those two positions. Siaki Ika is your top D tackle remaining, probably. Yeah. And you look at safety. Antonio Johnson's there. Could make people a lot of love sense. Anthony but... jo- people love Anthony Johnson at Iowa State, too. Slot defender, but people love him. I don't know. I don't know what they would want or what Dan Campbell would kind of put his hand Can I down for. Name but... to you? Cindy Brown from Illinois. Really good player. Really good player. Chase Brown's, uh, I believe, twin brother. Um, he's a he's a good defender. Um, really solid safety. He, he's low on PFF's board at 91. Obviously, we're using the PFF mock draft um, simulator, so he's lower on their board. But he's a name that's been thrown out. Um, DJ, DJ and Bucky talked about him a lot on their pod as a guy who really leagues higher on than people think. I just figured I'd throw a name out there for you, you guys. Kind of local-ish. Um, that I didn't think could take it. it Hard hitting safety, I think would fit the Dan Campbell mold for what they want in a player. All right. Um, I definitely think they're going safety. Just trying to think if they kind of want to go like the free safety or the defense. strong safety mold, but. or do they or, or slot def- like like I think Johnson both Johnson so Antonio Johnson and Anthony Johnson are both slot defenders probably. Jordan Battles really looking you're like looking at like an actual safety and then Cindy Brown kind of getting down that line. Jail Skinner's falling down. Uh, Chris Smith again another guy that's kind of um, not had a great pre-draft process but um, still guys who actually play true safety. Right, I just think. Because we're giving them Gonzalez. Yep. They have Cam Sutton and Jeff Okuda, so I think they might slide Okuda to the slot. I think they will, too. They signed Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to a one-year deal. Ooh, they did. Who's kind of a, a kind of movable chess piece a little bit. Right. So I don't know if they go back-end uh, DBs, but unless, the, unless it's like a true free safety, like a center fielder type. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I'm trying to figure out what I really want to do out of that. If it's if it's deep, if you want deep safety, 
it's it's Brown. If you if you want if you want to go a whole different direction with a position, um, I think guard. They don't need a guard. Um, you know, Zach Charbonneau would fit here. No, they just signed David. They just paid David Montgomery though, didn't they? That's true. Yeah. They did. I like. Oh, I wouldn't hate Ika here. I wouldn't hate it. They, yeah, I was man, thinking talk about, about some, that. Talk about some beef with him and Lee McNeil, dude. They got some big fellows on that D line. Yeah. But you can't have enough D linemen. I like Ika here too. Um, they're gonna fill. They're gonna be a really good team, dude. They're gonna fill some holes in this draft. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm gonna go Ika. I think. I like. Yeah, this is about where Ika could go, and I think they'll really like him as well, just in terms of a need-based and a value-based pick. That's a really, really solid, uh, really solid pick there. Guy, listen, a guy who's gonna gonna pluck him in, not gonna be an every-down player, but I don't think he's an every-down player anyways, so doesn't really matter that much. I got the Jacksonville Jaguars here, up at 56. Um, in the first round, they selected at number 25, Deontay Banks, or sorry, 24, Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Um, I think I'm going to go with a, an IOL here for him. Does that seem kind of off the walls? Seems kind of right, doesn't it? Yeah, I like it. I think it makes some, makes good sense. Um, Actually, what about Zach Charbonnet? They do have ETN though, right? He's not a bell cow. He's more of your receiving back. I just think as much as Doug wants to run the ball, would they take him here? They had a lot. He's had a lot of success in two back systems. I will add that in as well. I just saw him on the board. Thought I'd throw it out there. Kind of be out of the box. Yeah, I could see it. Um, I they probably take a running back. I just don't know when, and I don't know if it's in the second round. Um, I know who I'm going with. Matthew Bergeron, guard tackle flexibility of Matthew Bergeron. I'm going to take him. I like it. He's a mean, mean dude. He plays some serious football. He could be a swing tackle. He can play some guard, I think, too. That makes a lot of sense. They could use the versatility swing tackle potentially. I think they're going to start Walker Little. If he's not the guy, move on and start Bergeron right tackle next year. Love it. We're big brain today. We're big brain today. On this podcast. Yeah, I I think it definitely makes sense for them. Um, Fill another need, and I it should pay off for them. It should help them. Obviously, they want a playoff game, but it should help them make that run in the AFC and definitely within their division. Where what, what playoff? What playoff game? They want a playoff game. We don't talk. We don't talk about that here. I mean, I guess they didn't win it. It's just. We gave a I jet sweep like, to an XFL player. That's what happened. Right, God. yeah. I'm, I'm not, I am still angry. With everyone that's listening, I am still angry. I'll never not be upset about that. Sorry, continue. Yeah, you, you can make your pick now. You can make your pick. I, I'll, I'll stop yelling. You can go ahead. Yeah, they, didn't, they didn't necessarily win it. They just got the game. They just happened to be the opponent. That's right. But They uh, just happened to put the Chargers that day. 57 overall. We got the New York Giants. Uh, you know they do have some needs. They do have a lot of receivers. Now I don't. They that doesn't stop them from adding one. But I do think they have some more pressing needs. A need that I think about is 
corner, and Emmanuel Forbes is here. I think this makes perfect sense for all parties. And I'm going to go with Emmanuel Forbes to the Giants. Solid. I like that. Um, Coming off the board, finally, got the Dallas Cowboys here at 58. Lose Dalton Schultz in free agency. Didn't pick a tight end at 26. Seems like a Sam Laporta spot, huh? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm going Sam Laporta. It's easy. Easy one for me. See, I mean, he fits. They they, they like him. I mean, again, it just feels a need. Dude. Like, they just they need a corner. Or not a corner. A tight end. Like they, they lost Alton Schultz. They use tight ends a lot in McCarthy's offense. Um, Not the best blocker of the group left, but stud off. Stud. Stud with the ball in his hands. So um big Laporta fan. And I think he would fit nicely into that offense. All right. Now I agree. Uh, makes sense. Kind of the top guy left per se. Um, oh, definitely. You know, top, 100%. Tight end before there's really a drop off in who you could take of the tight end class in terms of at, talent. At least year one, well, year one viability, I think is what I would more say. There's plenty of guys there. It's, it's year one viability really falls off when you get out of that that top five. I think. Cause I like, agree. Because like Kraft um, is like Kraft is talented, but he's going from D one to D two. That's a big jump. It's a whole going from D two, skipping D one, going to the NFL. That's a big jump. It needs to take a year. So, if there was a viability, he's the he's the guy that's left to take on day one. For sure. Um, and I got five picks left. Fifty nine here with the Buffalo Bills. You look at what we gave them in the first round, Jalen Hyatt kind of filled out the receiver room for, I guess, what you can, you know, some would say was a weapon needy team. I don't know if I would agree with that, but rounds out the receiver room nonetheless. Um, you know, the Bills still have some needs. They could use a corner. They have Tredavious White and Kyir Elam, who they drafted in the first round last year at 23. Don't know if they go that direction necessarily. Just thinking about what they could do in terms of, you know, value picked mixed mixed with a need pick because you're picking late in the first round. You don't have a ton of needs um, being that you made it far in the playoffs unless you traded the pick away. But in this case, they did not trade the pick. This is their own pick. And I'm trying to think if they go running back. I think Charbonnet makes a lot of sense for them. Um, a reasonable spot for him. Probably running back three in most for most teams uh, so what do you think about Charbonnet um I, I don't hate it uh I just I I would bring into question they're gonna pick two skill guys before taking an offensive line and they, and listen they could I don't think this is something that they shouldn't do I just to me if I was the one running this I would say hey let's maybe look at it off like Steve Avila is still here um Cody Mock if they like the yeah, it's Steve Avila. I mean, but again, if they don't want to go guard, um, Avila can probably play some center too. I think he took some center after the Senior Bowl. Um, hey, they can go Charbonnet. I wouldn't hate it. I just, I don't. They took James Cook about right about here last year. The offensive line's not any better. I don't know. There's not a tackle for them to take. Probably. I just would maybe raise the raise the question of. Um, Maybe take a, a take a, a guard first, but I don't. I, I like Charbonnet a lot, and I, and I wouldn't argue with him at this pick. 
Yeah, I didn't think too much about the offensive line because I know they want to get better on offense, and I thought it would be an offensive pick, but I didn't necessarily know which direction I wanted to go. Yeah, that's fair. That is a good point. Um, I know we mentioned it last week about them taking James Cook early in last year's draft. Um, so I'll, I'll go Avila because Avila is my top guard remaining, and it makes perfect sense for them. They need a guard. Uh, they do have Connor McGovern, I believe, playing left guard. Uh, but nonetheless, could use a right guard. Mitch Morris is still at center, so I think Avila would slot in perfectly at right guard, at least for year one. Yeah. Get, get your best five on the field. Got to do it. The, the offensive line wasn't great. So, um, got the Bengals here at 60. At 28, they took Nolan Smith, edge out of Georgia. Um, you know, could go a, different, a few different ways. Um, I really think Tucker Craft would be a, a potential pick here, but I think they could use a DB. Um, what does our DB room look like? Uh, Mike Hilton and Eli Apple, I think, is a free agent. So, Pretty much just Mike Hilton. Um, they lost Jesse Bates and Von I'm gonna Bell. Give them, uh, ooh, I'm going to give them Antonio Johnson of Texas A&M then. They did draft Dax Hill in the first last year, though. Oh, yeah. Which Dax plays a similar position, doesn't he? Right. So it's it's either corner. They probably need an outside corner, don't they? Most likely, yeah. Okay. Um, I know neither of us really love Julius Brents, but the rest of the guys here, the rest of the corners that are would that I would take here, like it's Garrett Williams, it's Julius Brents, then it's Garrett Williams, Trey, Trey Hodges, Tomlinson, Clark Phillips, who are all under six feet tall. So I'm gonna go Julius Brents. They need the outside. They need an outside corner. I didn't realize how bad it was. Right. Wow. Um. Yeah. Need a, need an outside corner. So I'm gonna go six foot three, two hundred pound Julius Brents who. Um, it got a, got a lot of tools and intangibles. It's just the technique's not great, but he can get there. No, I agree. He did have some good reps uh, this past season. And I think it'll make sense for them. Going corner here, kind of help round out their or DB room. And I think pretty much any pick will be better than Eli Apple. Um, you know, they'll have a mix of yeah, exactly. young, young and veteran presence. Um, I've said that for a few other teams, but that'll definitely be true for the Bengals in the back end of that defense. Yeah. Kind of round out the second round, 61st overall pick, Chicago Bears and the pick they got from San Francisco, which I'm assuming was a draft night trade. I don't remember what that was for. It's it's exchanged hands a few times, I think. I believe so. Um, I'm going Zach Charbonnet here. Makes perfect sense. Yes. I think this did this come from Carolina to move up because this might be the the McCaffrey pick. Yes, I think it, it is. Yep, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Carolina did have thirty nine sixty one. I remember. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Look at us thinking tonight. Late night too. It's nine forty four. Full day of Masters and eating like big Easter day, man. Look at us thinking tonight. Yeah, it's, it's rare. Yeah, Charbonnet is a perfect pick for them here and makes a ton of sense. Agreed. So. Going with that, helping round out their offense. The offense should be looking pretty good. Uh, no excuses for right. Justin Fields. Running game looks nice. Him and Charbonnet yeah. back there. Come on now. I like Khalil that. Herbert too. Yes, I I loved you know I loved Khalil Herbert in 2021. He I loved him. He's awesome. 
Um, I got Philly here at 62. Let's get a little recap here at number 10. They took they stopped the fall of Jalen Carter. Um, again, the right locker room and the right environment for him. Uh, got Jordan Addison at 30, the uh, wide receiver out of USC. Um, and now we're here at 62 for them. Could go look, I could go a ton of different directions here. Um, obviously already went with, uh, already went with receiver and IDL. Um, ooh, they could use a safety, couldn't they? The Eagles? Yeah. Yeah, they could. Um, they did bring they, back a lot of guys, but they did lose Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and um, Marcus Epps. I will say that that corner room is bad. If if, they, if either one of those the guys goes down, the outside corners are not very right. good. Um, but I believe but they I are don't love... on at least. They're still Slay and Bradbury are still there for three more seasons. Yeah. Let's see. Would they go Clark Phillips or Garrett Williams at a Syracuse? Williams profile. I mean, he's 5'10", 192, so he he slots better. I mean, he can, he can play outside corner. He played a lot of it at Syracuse, and he did fine. Coming off an ACL tear, or do they pick Clark Phillips, who I don't think is an outside corner, but played a lot of it and had good tape? I think Philly would take Garrett Williams. I don't think Howard yeah. would take. Yeah, it's gonna be Garrett Williams. I'm gonna go. Yeah, with I'm thinking tools Garrett. wise, he's tool, tools wise, he's you know who he's similar to because the build and the way he plays, he's not as good of a player. But tools wise, he's very similar to Devon Witherspoon. You, I watched some of his tape a couple weeks ago because the people were talking about charging him in the corner maybe, and I was out. Oh, I'll check out Garrett Williams. He's a good second round player. He's dude, he plays some physical football. Obviously, the ACL tear is gonna it maybe cause some question marks, but he's a he's a really good player, really physical, really instinctual. Again, five ten, about a buck ninety, two hundred pounds. Um, so similar profile, I think, to, to Witherspoon. Obviously, obviously not the technic the technician or the player that Witherspoon is, but profile wise, they seem similar to me. And I believe they, have, I believe PFF's got that on their breakdown of them. You know, if I scroll far enough. Um, yeah, tools wise, not all that dissimilar to um, Witherspoon. Um, yeah, yeah, play style wise, I mean, he plays kind of physical. Um, again, it's not the like get up in your face, talk a bunch of noise, and then lock and then lock you up like like Witherspoon does. But from a tools and traits perspective, they are pretty similar. I'll say that. Yeah, I like it. I think it'll. Pan out for them, and obviously develop depth pick first and foremost, right? That guy have depth, right? I think it'll pan out in the long run. Um, a guy learning from a ton of experienced guys ahead of him to round out mock draft 4.0, and the first second round mock draft we've done. We have the Kansas City Chiefs here at 63, thinking receiver, um, but I'm also thinking they could go a few different directions here. And I was also thinking about, you know, they could go corner. You look at receivers, there aren't a ton of great options. Rasheed Rice, A.T. Perry, Cedric Tillman are all guys that I think could go to them. 
but I don't think any of those guys really make as much of a difference as maybe someone else would. Granted, they do need receivers, but I think a lot of the bigger guys are going to be similar to MVS. And I think a lot of the smaller guys like a Nathaniel Dell, probably similar. You know, they have literally Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, so I don't see that how they could take a shorter guy um, in the receiver room. So I'm thinking a bigger guy opposite MVS. But then I'm also thinking, you know, what really could they use? Antonio Johnson is there. I think that would be a really good pick for him in terms of kind of shoring up the de- the back end of the defense, kind of having a pretty versatile role. Um, talked about him earlier. Sidney Brown is another option, right? Um, I, I hate to say this. Marvin Mims is jumping off the screen at me right now. I hate I would I would be so upset because he's awesome. But you know you know he would fit that offense beautifully. Right. It would it is he's kind of young. in between between the bigger guys like Rice, Perry, Tillman, um you know, you can even throw he Michael Wilson Z. in there. You can. You know, you, he's he you know, he's like six foot like six foot one, six foot two, yeah, he's six two, two thirteen. He's a bigger guy. Right. And I think Mims is, you know, kind of the top Z left. I think KC could use a Z. It makes sense. Um, You know, I also thought about Tyler Scott, but I just think from an upside mixed with production standpoint, probably not quite a a second-round pick. Well, from a size profile standpoint, too, like I just don't think that he's going to – he's the same build as Sky Moore. And I think he – Right. Again, the elite track speed is a little different than than what Moore and Tony have, but from a size profile standpoint – those guys are very similar, and you really you really can't throw the ball. You, Tyler Scott's either running like a, like a go, a post, or like a like behind the line of scrimmage route where he's like either basically getting a handoff or like getting a screen, or he's or he's running like straight line speed. He's not he's not a nuanced route runner at all. So right, and that's kind of what Tony is, right? Like that's kind of what he does. That's true. That is true. Um... Yeah, I can go Mims because I'm honestly having a tough time kind of figuring out what direction I want to go. And Mims is a good, I think he's probably the best Z available. And It'd be him or Tillman. I mean, you, if you wanted to put MVS as a Z, you could take Tillman, but you could. They would like Mims. They'd like Mims better. He has four. He has sub four. I think. Four yeah, I, I think they would like Mims better. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna Eight go Marvin three. Mims to round out the uh, second round and round out my draft I, I, I four point though. Yeah, no, that is true. Um, I mean, I was thinking about it, but in terms of realistic picks, it's definitely one they could make. Um, you know, I, he's probably a third rounder, but if he does slide in the second, you look at KC with the last pick. You know, you need a wide receiver. You lost Juju to what was already well, think, a subpar receiver group, so it does make sense. I think he's a. I think he's a. I think he's a second rounder for what it's worth. I, he might be wide receiver six for me. He's that good. But no, I, again, it's unfortunate, but he fits perfectly there. But yeah, that that's it. For, like you said, that's it for mock draft 4.0. Brother, we only have two more mock drafts with the draft. I'm my heart is not ready for that, dude. I'm I'm gonna be, you know me, I'm gonna be tweaking on draft night. Um, but no, I'm really excited. It's gone by quick. It's gonna continue to go by quick. I know you and I are both gonna be busy next couple of weeks. I got uh. 
my dad and his best friend coming out for the spring game in a couple of weekends. So that'll be awesome. Um, kind of past the time the weekend before the draft. Um, we got some tech baseball that weekend as well. So big stuff coming up. Um, next week, going to do what we would do mock draft. I think we're going to go back to me with the odds, bro, with the evens. I think that's what we're going to do. Um, uh, we'll, we'll kind of finalize that. Um, have a hard, hard answer for you guys. Uh, in episode 46 of the Cold Seat Podcast, just a regular episode there. Um, but keep it rolling and then, um, kind of get to mock draft 6.0 later on next week. We kind of already know what we're, we're going to do for that, but, uh, probably a longer one, probably another marathon, maybe a, a two hour one, but we're going to really get into it. I think, um, again, we'll, we'll talk about it off the, off the pod for sure. Um, but yeah, dude, 4.0, we're already done. Isn't that crazy? I know. Yeah. We're just about 17, 18 days away from the draft and definitely glad it's going by a little quicker this year. Last year wasn't too terrible, but definitely leading up to the 2021 draft, I knew it did. felt like an eternity. So with COVID, like dude, we because everyone was still doing COVID policies, right? So we couldn't, we really couldn't do anything outside the dorms. It was like, God, all we literally, like all we would do is go to the gym, like do class online, go to the gym, come home, and like mock draft it up. Like that's all we, that's right. all, all we did was consume draft content because we were... school was a joke. Online school was a joke. Let's be honest. Maybe right. a couple classes you had to work a little bit for. Online school was, for the most part, not. Yeah, I mean, at all. not challenging at all. Um, Especially as freshmen, like we we were taking easy classes for the most part. Like you maybe awesome. studied for one class. Now, like we're sitting out here grinding, man, in person and all that. Yeah, dude. I I, I, I say this all the time to you. I miss dorm life. It's getting kind of in the for weeds, sure, but yeah. I, oh, dude, those mocks that we used to do on the TV in the dorm. It was fun. God. oh it was awesome man we'd sweet we would literally we, we would sit there and we would get brett's computer hooked up to the tv and we would play typically we play some, like some country music we whatever we probably mix it around with music we get the lights we, would, we, we get come, the lights with the music yes we come back from the gym brett would usually have personal pizza or chicken strips with a smoothie i was at the time i was cutting at the time so i probably had like like a, the personal pizzas weren't terrible. You could get like they had like these sushi. You, they, they had good sushi, like like the prepackaged sushi. You get like the grocery store they had that there. So I probably had that protein shake. We were posted, music music going. The lights, the the, the LED like classic dorm strip lights you'd put up would match the music. Like they flash with the music, yeah. and we'd run. We put we we put the computer up on the TV, the big TV we had in our dorm room, and we'd run mock draft. Dude, we did like a like a four round mock that year. We we were. Oh yeah. I've never known. I've never known more like round seven prospects. Like the Chargers be picking. Like oh, I'm a great pick in round six. Love that guy. He's awesome. Bro's not on the roster anymore. I don't even tell you who it is. But like we were in so in the weeds with players. Like obviously I know more about like the play of these guys now because we got more tape to watch. But like dude, we were so in the weeds. You know what? Remember who I remember from that draft was um. Stills that that IDL from West Virginia, mm-hmm. I wanted him so bad in like round four, dude. Oh, I'll never forget that guy. Was it DJ? Was it DJ Stills? Was the other name? First name? Um, yeah, there were, there's two of them. Dante is his brother. Right. I think it was Darius. I know that. This Darius Stills. Yes. God, I loved him. Yeah. No, that that was a lot of fun. I was gonna say. I remember watching. We were watching day three. You know, it started like 11 a.m. It was like seven or eight hour coverage of uh, rounds four through seven. It was like seventh round. I was like 
almost to Mr. Irrelevant. And we were like, damn, that's a good value pick right there. Like we were, we were, I swear this, by the way, we were both getting ready to go to a Cody Johnson concert with our, cause all our girlfriends, Brett's girlfriend is my girlfriend's big in their sorority. So like the whole world, the whole friend group, like we're going to see Cody Johnson Uh and like literally like they're already pre-gaming at someone's apartment. We got there late to finish watching day three of Uh the draft. And I listen, I would do it. They have four. They, listen, they have formal on on day three this year. And I am not leaving my apartment until Mr. Relevant is picked. We could be hey, late. I don't care. We, we are staying. Is that as of now, I don't have a formal to get to. So I'll, I'll be posted. Yeah, your girlfriend's graduated. The number of screens I have set up um, TBD on the official number of that over uh, under probably sitting at like three and a half right now. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was a lot of fun. Over. That Over. was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, even last, last year, we definitely had the elite set yeah, up we did. as well. We did. This year, we have to we'll get have some a, going. We'll have, um, we'll have an elite day one set up for sure. Um, I already took off work for that whole weekend, which is nice. Um, I know we're going to be, I think we're going to be at my place. My girlfriend did offer to make snacks for us. We're going to talk about this, but Brett knows this, but have Brett and his girlfriend over and the dog over. Dogs can play. We can have snacks, do our draft thing. Girls can hang out, do whatever they want, and probably watch right. TV in in Peyton's Peyton's bedroom. We can ball out. We'll have over under on. Fun, but... I'm setting the I'm setting the over under on screens at five and a half. All right. I'm taking the over. Taking the over probably. Because I've got TV, my monitor, my laptop, iPad. Oh, your computer. Oh, we're we're well over five. Six and a half's the over. Because if we get our phones and out, yeah, yeah. That's technically, yeah, counting phones, yeah. I'll oh, probably have over, 100%. Like my computer with like a few different like split screens. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll have, have the quad Twitter box open. open. Of Twitter open on my computer, well, Twitter no. open on my no, phone. No, 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 no Twitter until until we both pick. That is the rule. <laughs> you, you know that's the rule. For trade purposes, I'm going to have to have like fine, filtered noties. Up until for trade once purposes. once the Seattle once the Seattle Seahawks pick is announced, zero dark thirty baby, zero dark thirty. Right, right. Yeah, that that's. No, what, it, I mean, I won't, I won't. I like I like to watch it live. I like to be a little delayed. But I do I remember. Do too, but at the same time, it's like I gotta know, I know. You know, like I know, I know, I know. Well, do you okay? Do you remember? This we'll, we'll, we're gonna get out of here in a second, but I, this is a great draft. Yeah, in case we you haven't noticed, our... uh, the mock draft has concluded, and we are just talking. Yeah, about... the mock. You guys can stop. We're just gonna BS for one more second, and then we'll get out of here. This is a good story though about the draft. Day one, 2021, we like we were picking up food for us two, and then a buddy of ours who's gonna watch the draft with us. Diehard Niners fan. The pick, the, the pick doesn't look good right now, but we like we were picking him up, and then we had to pick up. Potentially some some alcoholic beverages. Of course, we would never underage drink, but theoretically, hypo, potentially, allegedly, maybe, um, and some food. We wanted to have some food. I think we got like pizza and wings. Well, we the wings took like forever for us to pick up. So I'm like, we're like racing, not speeding, of course, never speed, never speed. Um, but we are quickly, swiftly getting back to the dorm. We run upstairs yeah. and we get set up. We're like, hey, Brett, like, don't tell me the picks. Don't look. But we did have a bet with our buddy. He was a Niners fan. It was like, hey, Trey Lance is going to be a top three pick. And he each he bet us each 50 bucks. 
And then I remember, obviously, T-Law went one. Zach Wilson goes two, which wasn't a shock at the time. It wasn't really shocking then. And then I remember the Niners are up. And you had your phone out, and I heard my phone buzz. And I look over at you, and you kind of just started, because he was sitting, like, glued in front of the TV, and I'm kind of <laughs> sitting back on my bed. And you're sitting on your bed, and I look over at you, and you kind of just looked at me and nodded with a little smile. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm about Bring to me my money. Richard, baby. <laughs> I, I talk, Bring me my money. Every time. I even said it to him. Uh-huh. God, he dude, he melted down, and I was like, no, 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 like he's he's a he's a good player. Like we were trying to like talk him off the ledge, brother. That looks tough right now. Dude, little did he know, he thought we were we we were like casual draft fans. Dude, I could have told you he y'all were taking in the seventh round that year. <laughs> Facts, dude. I could have said y'all gonna pick this guy, this guy, this guy. Here's his hometown. Here's yeah. Oh, dude, that was insane. I I don't know how I knew all that, but I did. That just tells you you can oh, do anything if you try. Literally. <laughs> Because all, uh, all we all we did was mock draft. I kid y'all not. Like literally, all we did was mock draft. Like, like every night we, we had like a big gym. mock. Oh yeah, like daily. It was like daily we were doing this. So we we're talking about it. And Orlando Brown was supposed to get traded at the time, and we kept talking about the I Orlando remember, trade. And... I did about twenty-five mock drafts with Orlando <laughs> Dude, traded to six different teams. The, the the draft network, like you could save on the. We can do it now with our new one, but on the old one. You could save your mock draft. And bro would have like OBJ <laughs> to, to Jacksonville 7.0. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was it. That was it. I, I was, uh, oh, I had so man. many different trade packages. You know, obviously you ended up going to the Chiefs and I ripped about 10 Chiefs mock or 10 Ravens mocks right after he got traded. Um, but you know, when he came out with the tweet, that was, that was a polarizing uh, moment of the offseason. For Ravens fans, but for fans total, just because, you know, it wasn't really a crazy offseason, but I don't think anything will come close to 2022, um, you know, with Russ and Rodgers and the whole Ridley trade and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, that was a crazy time. Kind of wish I could do it again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Definitely nothing good. going on. Tons of mock drafts. I had to have done, you know, I don't know what the number was, but a lot. Over 100. So. Easily, yeah. easily over a hundred, each of us. Um, yeah, but what a time, brother! What a time. For sure. Wallgates, um, Wallgates, what four oh six? Yep. Yeah. Wall four. I wonder, you know, the guys who live there after never did as many mock drafts today there right now. Oh yeah. All the record for that dorm. But yeah, that's mock draft four point We ended like twenty minutes ago. We were just BSing for a little bit, but hey, it's fun to. Reminiscent old draft times. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, uh, next week, like I said, 5.0 will be a what we would do mock. Probably get the picks back to what we did the first time. Um, obviously, we're going to have a cold seat episode, episode 46 coming at you this week. Drop it on Friday morning. Hopefully, as long as our platform does not um, decide to undo my work that I did the night before. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps it up. And um, I'll let Brett kind of give any closing remarks and we'll get out of here. Yeah, um, you know, already through four of the six mock drafts. Got two more to go, and, you know, like I said, two and a half weeks until the big day. Um, should be a ton of fun. And every time I think about it, and think about it every day, you know, draft night rolls oh, yeah. around, just all the stuff that goes into it, um, you know, between what we do for it and just watching it in general. And so much news in such a short period of time is something I always look forward to. Um, that's why, you know, when news breaks, 
anytime, even the Odell news that happened with, you know, my team, it's a lot of fun looking at it. And, you know, all these different moves had different reactions. And sometimes I like looking at the picks early. I know I did it a lot in 2020 uh, when the draft was held in Roger Goodell's basement. And I did it a good bit in 2021 as well. Um, I dialed back a little bit last year, and I'll probably dial back some more this year. I really try not. You know, I'm just talking about first round. After that, I'll probably look. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll try to dial back this year and kind of really soak it in um, for what it's live. It's just it's tough. You got to know. I want to know as soon as it comes out. I do that with yeah. every sports thing that I actually like am invested in. Um, so, yeah, that'll pretty much wrap it up today. Uh, obviously, here on... May 9th recording just after 10 p.m. And this will come out May 10th, early morning on Easter Monday. April 10th. Or April 10th, yep. Um, but yeah, 28 days away, or 28 days, 18 days away from... 17 days, like NFL 21 draft. hours and X, and X minutes. I just looked at the countdown on my phone. Right. 20, 20 hours and 53 minutes. There you go. Yeah, we are. Uh, we both have countdowns going on our phones. We're dialed. We're dialed in here. But yeah, uh, we will see y'all on Friday for I believe what is episode forty-six. Yes, sir. Gonna have some good recaps, including the Masters that concluded today. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the next mock draft Monday five It'll come out a week from this Monday. And yeah, follow us on social media on Snapchat and Instagram at Colty Podcast. And thank you all for tuning in, uh, if you are still listening. And we will see you on Friday. See you guys soon.